And welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas. And Majana. And we are doing something that I know, Majana, that you've wanted to practice for a long time. We are doing a telepathic podcast. (laughs) Sort of. With technology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think about it, you know, like 20 years ago, you would have thought this was telepathy because we didn't have this technology, really. I mean, we could do it over a phone, but not over like this. This is true. So we are doing this from two locations, telepathically. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very, I dream of Jeannie. We're going to take on the football again <laughs> today. This has been so charged, and I have so stayed away from it. Just, I think it's best that I do that for myself and others. But we had a listener email request for a topic that, as Majana and I thought about it and talked about it, seemed like this was definitely something worth exploring. So obviously the issue is around the current events and specifically about wearing a mask. So this person wrote in from a state where the governor had just recently issued an order. And I think that's one of the things, that's one of the keywords, Majana, it's the word order. And issued. (laughs) And issued. They didn't gift it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It wasn't a fulfilled request. (laughs) It was an issued order to wear a mask. And this person said, in my defiant Scorpio energy, I flat out refuse to wear a mask. (laughs) I can relate to that. It's not only Scorpio, too. There are a couple of other signs, Aquarius, that would say something like that. But the comment is, for me, the mask is a symbol of muzzling our speech, of taking away our individuality. Everybody looks the same. All you see are eyes and a forehead. We can't recognize anybody because their face is covered. We don't know if they're smiling or sticking their tongue out. So the question is, as this request is, does, how, do, how do we approach this from love when the other side is not coming from love but tyranny? All right, let's pick this apart because I think in that, even in that question, are some of the keys to exploring this. So obviously, this is a political lightning rod. I mean, this is such a charged subject right now, right? Obviously, Majana, I know everybody wants to get back to normal of some kind. Yeah, and I don't think that old normal will ever happen. And it's the uncertainty of what is the new normal that adds to the frustration here. So I think this one particular, if we take this one issue of the mask, the mask represents several things. It represents, as expressed here, control and a loss of freedom. And a loss of voice. I think that's such a powerful way he stated it. We're muzzled. It also represents a distrust in authorities who I think for many have long since lost any respect. And for some, the mask represents lowered oxygen levels in their bloodstream, which is critical. So for some, the mask represents a health threat. And for some, the mask represents safety in public. It represents common sense, common courtesy, and the chance to just go up to the store and maybe grab some eggs and a loaf of bread and not end up unconscious in the ICU by yourself. So what a range of symbols there is there. And it's really interesting to me that the mask has become identified as this polarizing political issue defined by mostly those 
on the Democratic side, advocate the use of the mask, the widespread use of the mask, and those on the Republican side or the more conservative side advocate against it. So it's really interesting how a really a medical issue has become a political issue. So the question I think that we could explore for those of us who have studied this kind of material and are exploring this kind of lifestyle for ourselves is the area of triggers. Like, what is this triggering and why? In other words, why can't we just let it go and let it be? So really, I think we're talking about the area of what is this bringing up in our lives? Why, what is this trying to expose? And why is it so electric? Now, Majana, when this first began, you had some initial perceptions. And I've been asking people who are perceptive when they very first heard about the COVID, what came up for you? So I think I had a little bit bit of an advantage, maybe, in that I was doing sessions and doing those sessions, information started coming up. Although, if our guides would have told me that this whole thing would have started with a virus and it was global, I would have just assumed it was a computer virus. No way (laughs) would I have ever been able to think of this pandemic. Yeah, a computer-demic would have been what I was thinking. (laughs) So like with all things looking into the future, there were things they could and could not tell me, and there were things that I wouldn't have understood if they tried to tell me. I had no way to get my head around it. You know, just like anybody else a year ago, who would have thought this is where we are now? So some of the things that they did say that started making sense to me was just Things are shifting, and the first place that's going to show up is in the political system. Again, really didn't have an idea. Now, is it a coincidence all this is happening on an election year? I don't think so. (laughs) We're looking at issues. And you talked about this as far as astrology with the Saturn-Pluto. So it's time. It's time to expose and look at foundations. The other thing is, as a population actually globally, and there will always be pockets that choose to not join the rest, but overall we are increasing our consciousness, as we've been hearing for a long time. And I really didn't see it a whole lot until recently. So when you're doing that, what I'm told is we had to get, we being the masses, had to get to a certain level of a vibrational frequency as well as um, just a mindset, an intellectual level of being able to, one, see how things are not serving us politically. We had to be able to recognize it. And then we had to be able to be open enough and step out of our trust and say, well, this isn't what I thought it was, and this isn't serving me. And then we have to be brave enough to address it to what do we want it to be, how do we want it to serve us, and restructure it. So a lot before we can do that, we have to tear down the old and build up the new. That's kind of where I think we are, and that can be very scary. Well, and that fits the astrology as well, because we are moving into this age of Aquarius. We're moving into, and I've been exploring that a lot more. I've talked about it some on the Fun Astrology podcast, but I think that we are definitely headed toward What's going to end up being a paradox or a conflict between two perspectives. Don't tell me what to do on the one side. The other side of the paradox is going to be, 
a heightened authoritarian state. And we'll talk about that, where it is going on in the world someplace else right now, and we'll bring that to light here in just a second. But yes, when you look at this from the macro perspective, we are starting to expose certain areas of our culture, aren't we? We absolutely are. So the other piece of this was there's phases, because typically when you're at one level and things are no longer working, they're really no longer working at any level. So politics happened to be the first, and then they said the other things like to follow will be entertainment. It will be the TV and movie industry as well as the athletic professional athletes. And that things will be exposed that will be equally disturbing for the masses and our reverence of those people will be shifting. And part of that, I guess, I don't know, as result, which comes first, but we are moving into more of a feminine or matriarchal balanced society. We've been very patriarchal. And if you think about what do we mean by those energies? I love this explanation that they've given me. They said, in the past, when we create something in our lives, we set a goal and it may be years down the line, but boy, we set that goal and we work and we work and we might have to tear through brick walls to get it, but you have to persevere and it takes fem- uh, physical stamina and mental and emotional, but you got to get it. And that has shifted. That's not how we're creating anymore. And people are starting to catch on to this. We are now creating much faster and not with such physical intensity. We create by our thoughts faster than ever and more importantly, by our feelings. So being very aware of where your thoughts and feelings are and how important those are together and focus every day. What are you thinking about right now? Is that what you want in your life? Because we're trained to think about what we don't want, not what we want. Boy, that is a great point and very well said because one of the things I've seen in studying astrology and one of the things I'm fascinated about with it is things are not written in stone. No. You have energies, so let's liken it to the weather. If it's cloudy and cold outside, you know to put a coat on, but there's a million different activities that you could do. And that's kind of the same thing that we're dealing with here is the current has shifted, as you said. The movement has begun. We are headed in a certain way. But how we get there is a lot up to us. Yes, how we get there and how long it takes us. So, you know, I'm, I am not such an absolute person. I'm, I think that seldom things are either or. It's usually yes and. And the universe is far vaster than we can even begin to fathom. So when we're looking at creating and shifting into this higher level of energy, is it destiny or fate or is it free will? Yes, and. I think this shift was destined, that we are moving up into a higher level of enlightenment. You can equate it from the Dark Ages to the Renaissance. We're heading out of our Dark Ages now and into a new Renaissance. Now, how do we want to do that? Do we want to do it by destruction and a lot of fear and vile behavior and attitudes and hurting each other? Or do we want to, as a mass, go, you know what, that doesn't work. What do we want? And focus on what we want and bring it in. So that's the free will. We can stay in this turmoil and fear and awful energy for a very long time. 
or we can move through it. That's our choice. Very well said. You mentioned something that I think summarizes this, and we go back to the email as well, the request or the, you know, hey, would you, person said, I'm struggling with this. Can you, can you shed some light on this? I get it. People are struggling. People are triggered right now, right? Culturally, people are being triggered to anger. They're being triggered to shoot other people. They're being triggered to destruction. Some are being triggered to do extra meditation and extra yoga and are, have been triggered to amping up their spiritual practice because they see the other side of this. They know what's going on, and they know that extra spiritual work is needed to be done right now to center and align yourself to be able to navigate this energy. It is difficult energy. Don't disrespect that. It is tough. So I think one of the biggest openings from this whole conversation is that this gives us a beautiful, wonderful opportunity to examine some holes in our programming or in our own soul journey. And the foundational question is, what's triggering you? If you can get to the bottom of what's triggering you, then you can find out what there is to work on. And that's what this is illuminating. And that can be a mask, or it can be a social issue, or it can be anything else. I went through this myself at the beginning of this process. I felt, I, you talk about being an empath. I could empathically feel the darkness of this. And I allowed that to come through, and I think I crossed the line, and it got over to the trigger side. And I had to just step away from everything. That's why I've been absent. I've been AWOL on Facebook. <laughs> you know what that's called? It's called I'm in, I'm still in ICU on a vent. From, or it's called common sense. From, <laughs> Good judgment. Yes, I'm better. <laughs> uh, it's it's called dealing with the trigger, and I think when we look at across the landscape of this whole thing, fillet it out. Get your journal out. Spend some quiet time and look at what is triggering you, what is there to work on, and get to the bottom issue. What's triggering you is not a little piece of cloth or plastic. What's triggering you is something else. So like for this listener who wrote in, was saying, scorpionic response, if you try to tell me what to do, I will run the other direction. That's also very Aquarian for you Aquarians, or if you've got a lot of Aquarius in your chart. The mantra coming, by the way, because all of this energy is moving into Aquarius. The mantra that's coming is, don't tell me what to do. And that governs our society now in a lot of ways. There is a, a much more advanced movement now to, that says, leave me alone. Don't tell me what to do. So as you think about this, realize it's a mask. And just, first of all, neutralize the trigger. And one of the things that might help neutralize this particular trigger, that particular trigger, is to take a look at what's going on. I mentioned a minute ago, over in Hong Kong right now, while this podcast is being recorded in late June 2020, that whole area, and I didn't look up how many million people live in Hong Kong, but it's a bunch, are being, basically, their rights are being eroded and taken away by the Chinese government. And they are drafting the new laws under which Hong Kong is going to have to operate. 
And one of the things that I saw in a recent headline was that if you are, uh, if you speak against the state, they could put you in prison for life. Look, that's not happening here. <laughs> right? It can always be worse. You know, we're, we are so, I know that's happening, and I know there are people who think that might happen here. And I, you know, look, I get it. That's a valid point taken. That's not our topic here. The point is, it's a mask. It's not what's going on in Hong Kong. There is some place you could put your prayers of intention and focus is on the people that, the human souls that are having to go through that right now. Yes, they need our love and support energetically. So again, we're not here to politicize this. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on and there's oh so many ways that we can look at this. But the point is to neutralize a trigger You have to just look at the issue, whatever the issue is. And it might be a really big deal issue. But to neutralize a trigger, you have to look at that issue as basically benign. It's just a mask. Right. You know, I think that's a perfect place to look at what do you want to create in your life. You can focus on what's happening in other places in the world and get all energetic and emotional about it. And then what are you creating? That's what you're bringing into your life energetically because that's where your thoughts and feelings are. So choose wisely. One thing that this listener put in his email to that I just think is equally as powerful. When he said, I'm a scorpion, don't tell me what to do. He also said, if you ask me to wear a mask when you're present, I'm happy to do that. Come at me with a request from a place of love, not demand. And I I think there's so much wisdom in that. And he beautifully summed up what Mother Teresa said when she said she was being invited to anti-war rallies. And she said, don't invite me to an anti-war rally. I won't come. Invite me to a peace rally. So, again, where are you putting your focus It's the same thing. It's a rally. But is your focus on war or on peace? Martin Luther King Jr. also has one of my favorite quotes when he said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. We want changes. We can't make changes by continuing to focus on what's wrong. We can only make changes to focus on what we want. And do that then as a collective. Bring, put our energy there and create that one thought at a time, one trigger at a time. We know that at the end of the day, there are two emotions. This email and request was written from the perspective of, I'm not feeling the love. I want to help me find the way to feel the love and do this from a perspective of love. Now, on the other side of that emotion is the perspective of fear. So you would have to ask in this exploration, what are you afraid of? What fear does the mask trigger? Totally agree with that, yes. And I think that that whole thread of how you examine that needs to be done from a point. From Here's, here's what I did for myself because I really did get caught up in this. As an eternal soul, we chose this time and this lifetime to be the age, the gender, the socioeconomic person 
that you are to experience this very critical time in history. I am getting choked up right now actually saying this because this energy was only last on the planet in the year 1518 and before that in 1284. This is something that comes around every 250 to 500 years, and it will not be here again, actually, for another 750 years. We've got to wait for the three Saturn and Pluto dances before they can join again. It's the year 2750-something, I think. It's crazy. So if you don't think that in putting this incarnation together that this moment in time was not a huge piece of it to say, hell yes, I'll go down there and do that dance. And you know, for whatever's happened, you and I and everybody listening to this is still alive. We're still here and we still have a purpose. So as good or as bad as you think this might get, examine this from the highest ground of love, yes, and from the sole perspective that you are absolutely here for a purpose and a reason. You know, I'd like to clarify, um, I don't want to come across as Pollyanna, and I'm not saying that we all need to wear a mask or not and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. This is, maybe it's from being on debate, (laughs) maybe it's from having an attorney in my family, I'm not sure. Maybe it's from being a trained mediator for conflict resolution. What my request is, and my point in Mother Teresa's quote and MLK's quote, is these are heated topics. They are very charged. And as long as we stand in our polarization, there is no reconciliation. We stay with our tunnel vision, standing in my, I'm right, you're wrong, you against me, And nothing is resolved. It's when we take off our blinders and take away the charge and just stand in this issue. Imagine the issue is wear a mask or not wear a mask. Take all the emotion out of it. If everybody dealt with their fear, and obviously everybody won't, but enough people hit the tipping scale to deal with their fear and say, okay, this is my real issue about this. Now we can go to the table and discuss it without fear. It's not charged, and that's when we can get resolution. And the other piece of that is, keep in mind, you've got fear. We're all identifying our own fear. So when you think about that, somebody's confronting you because you are or you are not wearing a mask, don't take it personally. It doesn't have to be about you. Step back. That's not about me. That's about that person's fear. That person doesn't know me. They haven't realized this is their trigger. This is their stuff to work through. So it's all about taking the emotional charge out of it and being able to come to a place of agreement and coherence, being rational. That's when changes can happen in a loving, positive way. Beautifully said. Let's close with this point. I think this is... This summarizes it very well. When times are tough, it's always refreshingly wonderful to go back and read biographies or at least read the stories of how high-energy people did what they did. And you just mentioned several. I would suggest reading the story again of Martin Luther King. Get into his perspective. 
feel how he felt the southern part of the United States in the 1950s and 60s and what he did about it. Read about Nelson Mandela. Read about Mahatma Gandhi. Read about Mother Teresa or our little modern-day hero who is doing very well in the area of educating women, Malala, who was shot by the Taliban and was supposed to and left for dead and what she did and how she is living her life. Because those are people who all faced significant challenges to their world, their own masks, if you will, and yet they rose above the trigger. They rose above the conflict Would we ever have the I have a dream speech if all Martin Luther King tried to do was round up 30 or 50 of his closest friends taking ropes and pulling statues down? We never would have. So I think that would be time well spent is just refreshing yourself on some of these true energetic heroes who moved our generation and their own generation and countries by living that higher ground that you're talking about. Yes, I love it. All right. Thank you so much for all your emails. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for just loving on us. And we're loving on you right back. And amongst all of the headlines and the turmoils and the challenges, don't forget the line that started here (laughs) seven years ago. (laughs) Figure out how to enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.